0: Hey everyone, this is your host Javier and Daniel, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're
1: just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine sitting around a table with your best friends but sober, or you can have a drink too because we don't judge.
0: Well... What is up, amigos? You are tuning in to the Brown Sound Podcast Episode 4. And today, we got some fun things going on. <laughs> yes, we're definitely...
1: You know, like I said, we are going to get into some things. This episode, we're definitely going to get into some things. We're you getting know? into the thing things, yeah. <laughs> The thing thing that we're yeah, going to yeah, get into, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. what's
0: uh, what's going on, CheekX? How are you? You know, I've been doing well, and hopefully I sound a little bit better. Last episode, you could tell I was a little... Sick.
1: <laughs> I'm definitely glad you do not have COVID anymore. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was definitely wearing the mask during that whole episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but now, uh, now I'm feeling way better. And actually, why don't we jump into our person highlight of the week?
1: Yes. Yeah, so the my shout out goes out to someone who is just a wicked, resy, deadly auntie. No, my <laughs> shout, my shout out goes out to my good friend Sienna Rubin. She works under the TRIO program with the University of Idaho, but she is based out of the Lapway High School, so she works with a lot of the, the high school students and, like, getting them ready for college, you know, applying for schools and scholarships, so shout out to Sienna Rubin. She's also a Brown Sound uh, supporter. She always shares our stuff to her story, so shout out to Sienna, and if you know Sienna, you know she's just real deadly. <laughs> and
0: fun fact, Sienna was actually one of my mentees back when I was participating in The Helping Orient Indian Students and Teachers Program as an undergrad, and so I I saw her terrorizing all the kids at that summer camp, and now she's this awesome professional um, who went on to get her master's. So I'm very proud of you, Sienna. Thank you for supporting us.
1: Yes, Sienna, you wouldn't be where you're at today without (laughs) Javier's mentorship. (laughs) That's what I was getting with the. Well, I actually mentored her.
0: (laughs) I'm all yeah, changed her life. (laughs)
1: No, but shout out to Sienna. She's just crazy good, she's crazy you know, and fun and a good yeah. sport
0: too so we appreciate that yeah um, she definitely. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. and my person uh my person that i'll be highlighting today was actually one of my mentors when i was in college so well, i'm flipping this around evelina arevalos is currently the director of the college assistant migrant program at the university of idaho and evelina has been changing lives uh, helping mm-hmm. students from seasonal migrant backgrounds and all students access education only that stay in school and I'm actually one of the students that benefited from her services um Evelina is also a big supporter of our program um and I just want to say Evelina you make such a big difference in a lot of people's lives and without you a lot of us wouldn't be where we are today so thank you so much highlight special shout out to you and the college Sister migrant program yeah shout out to Evelina yeah and aren't you two like good buddies because you own your your the bulldogs
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so Evelina I- actually she actually um, found like a the the person where I got my bulldog from she tagged me in the post and so that's how I got my little big Z today is because she tagged me in a post about a bulldog that um, was available in Moscow so shout out yeah. to <laughs> Evelina for helping me get my little yeah. and she's like I always go to for questions about bulldogs because this is like my first kind of actual yeah. dog that I have to take care of and, and that... feed and all that stuff so, <laughs> so uh, yeah Evelina is super helpful and I always uh, appreciate her help with yeah. just you know any questions I have because she that's has a bulldog right. and and I have mine so yeah yeah that's right I forgot you were a dog poppy <laughs> <laughs> yeah I got little Bigzy he drives me yep. crazy awesome me nuts.
0: so what what do we have on what's our theme for today what do we got going on
1: so on today's agenda just kidding yeah. the end. <laughs> on today's agenda we're gonna be talking about obviously in our culture one both of our cultures one thing that is super um, um, I guess like the it's almost kinda like the thing that makes like central culture. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like it's like a it's a huge thing in our culture. So we're gonna talk about food. Oh we know we know about food. And if you listen <laughs> if you listen to the last episode, you definitely know I know about food. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so obviously, you know, we want to talk about different food, uh like our favorite foods from our cultures and like maybe our favorite restaurants and just things obviously we always like to highlight, you know, our culture and it's just always trying Uh, you know hype it up because we're the best
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh, touching on food then you know growing up food was an essential part of everything that we did um Mm -hmm. specifically i remember growing up and um a lot of our big events, food was like a lot of the focus. And I remember even um, like all the women in our family, because traditionally that's who who makes the food. Um, I'd have my grandma and some of my aunts and my mom all like working on tamales together or, you know, if if we were making mole or pozole or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. that that was always the case. And so some of my favorite foods, absolute favorite, favorite comfort foods um, were pozole, were um, mole that I just mentioned. Some of the things I absolutely did not love <laughs> were uh, like Manulo, right? I've never been big on 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 that and i i know you like that too and acuerritos i just oh. was never a big fan on those and we'll touch we'll get into what those are too but um you know that tamales and sopa de fidel were simple foods that we would that would we would grow up eating and i and i did share that we grew up low income and i don't know if these are considered low income foods and i know you have a term too that kind of sounds like some of the foods we you call it res food mm-hmm. um, or or res breakfast um but <laughs> <laughs> we would eat um scrambled eggs with like weenies cut up or ham <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so I all those memories as a kid though I, were pretty centered about around like the big events and how food was like crucial to it I don't know yeah
1: yeah and to just to explain to the listeners what a res meal is if you're not familiar with it a lot of times it's like something fried you know like fried potatoes and hot dogs or fried potatoes or um goulash I don't even know where goulash like, originate from, but I feel like natives eat that more than anything. And the same with spaghetti. I feel like natives (laughs) eat spaghetti probably more than the Italians (laughs) because it's like you always have I mean, I think a lot of, like, the the res meals, they come from basically just, like, survival survival food, whatever was given out during from the government that they kind of rationed out you know, there's a thing called, like, commodity foods and we just call them commods, but that's, like, a thing where it's, like, um, they give you, like a kind of, probably not the best food, you know, but that's just kind of what was given back then and so um yeah like one there's one thing that's really popular within a lot of native communities called commodity cheese and i'm not really because then too a lot of natives we are very lactose so like we shouldn't be eating a lot of cheese, but we still do. But for me, like, I cannot do cheese whatsoever, but I will eat Kama cheese because it's so good. And if I'm, like, in pain and hurting, then it is
0: what it is. <laughs> so is it, like, prepared in a certain way, or do you just find, um, like, I need
1: it? No, it's already, like, they just give it out to you, like, at, like, a food bank or, like, something where, um, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's kind of, it's like, it's like food that you would see that's maybe, uh, you know, giving out for, like, low-income communities or low-income families. Yeah. Things like that. So a lot of it's kind of generic, uh generic brands or yeah. I don't even think some of them. Back then when I was younger, the commodities <laughs> look way different than they do now. So back then it was literally just a silver can with, like, a, a pig on it. And it would say, like, pork. Or it would say, like, you know, it wasn't, like, yeah. It wasn't, it's different now, I haven't, um, obviously we uh, have um, made it up, you know, Starting from the bottom now we're here. So I don't I don't know what Kamaz looks like nowadays, uh, but I do know that it has changed over the years with uh you know, you know, thankful for my blessings. So
0: <laughs> Um, I know we were <laughs> sharing like foods that we would eat growing up, and so I just wanted to touch on well, first of all, I'll just say this. I am known to be a picky eater. Oh yeah, and so there is things that I just absolutely will not eat. There's things that I'm not adventurous. So if, you, if we're traveling and you want to try all the cool foods, like power to you, I will support you. <laughs> but if there's like something that I consider normal to me uh, and not like <laughs> adventurous, <laughs> I'm going to have that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I will say that. I will say that. I was going to say,
1: but, I no, I noticed that when we were in Miami, when we went to go eat at the famous Cuban restaurant, you're like, oh, I'll just get the chicken and rice. I'm Versailles. Like, yeah. When we yeah. Were... <laughs> I'm like, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> um but so and here's where I'm coming from. So
0: I mentioned that at the big events with my family we would it with the food was a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. So picture this. I'm 6 maybe. And I I don't know if I was actually 6. I was just really young and I can't remember. And my dad got a baby goat. So I'm like, "Cool, we have a pet." <laughs>
1: i've always wanted a goat that's my innocent mind
0: i'm like the goat it kind of scared me because i had weird eyes but i was like the goat okay so then i'm like helping feed this goat i'm like excited about this goat. we're best friends a week later this goat so then i'm getting off the bus and i see my girlfriend hanging from its legs out of a tree (laughs) And I'm like, what's going on? You know. And then I see one of my uncles or somebody. Maybe it was my dad. I don't remember. Um, and I'm not condoning like violence against animals. I think you know. I and that's not what I think this was. But I remember um, them skinning the goat, right? And mm-hmm. so I was like, there was my seven. There was my best friend. Goat that was getting skinned because it was getting prepared for. like a caldo or something caldo de chivo or tacos de chivo i don't even remember what the chivo. and so in my head i have this complex now like so like years later trauma i have to talk with my therapist about this but years later i have this thing about if i see the animal and then i know it's made into a dish i will not eat it that's just my own thing now but so like i i'm just not a big fan of chivo ever since that like now that i can comprehend what happened um, and I'm not sure if that's something that you've ever experienced or processed. Um.
1: um well, I, you know, rest in peace to your goat. <laughs> yeah, right. um, um. Rest in peace, Mr. Tumness. No. <laughs> You're like he was my only friend. <laughs> no. I, um. Well, obviously, with Native culture, we you know we are hunters and we are providers right so so seeing animals dead and hanging from a tree is something that's very common in in my yeah. life because my dad has always hunted for like elk or like uh, moose you know deer buffalo whatever right. so i i and um so i grew up seeing that stuff and it's never really bothered me it usually just like oh yeah we get to have elk back tonight or something you know yeah, like yeah. oh yeah dad got an elk we get to eat good yeah but um yeah no i i I know growing up, though, I was a big animal person. I really loved like animals, and I always try to like yeah. save the little birds that would fall out of the nests and stuff. And yeah. weren't you before, in like
0: FFA or something?
1: I was an FFA okay. uh, in high school, and I was actually the grand Champ for a few years. So, <laughs> you know, that's a big deal in Idaho. <laughs> Let me just drop that really quick. Yeah. <laughs> Let me make that clear. If you are familiar with any fair showing, and you're from a small redneck town like I'm from. <laughs> uh grand champ is like royalty you know i like on kissing hands and kissing babies' foreheads like oh yes it's me you know? <laughs> you know the people here they the rednecks they were like oh my gosh that's the grand champ and i'm like yes it is and i'm an indian too so you know i had some haters you know <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 think when it comes to animals, I, I don't know if it's like, well, I mean, obviously a lot of indigenous cultures, um, a lot of them hunt and they, yeah. you know, you know, they get their food sometimes only by hunting. And so Right. for me, I've, uh, always just... I'm kind of used to seeing that kind of stuff but then also I think being like raised up with that so much now as an adult I have a hard time eating it because I, I feel like I ate it too much or I have to be uh, in the mood like I'm like okay I ha- I can't do that to, you know like I have to yeah. be in the mood for it and um, but for the most part I mean it's a lot healthier for you you know it's a lot more like leaner and yeah, stuff but, organic <laughs> yeah, but, but for me I, I can't do game me all the time you yeah. know i do i do love salmon though salmon is like a staple in northwest like native culture because obviously the rivers and the oceans right there so right um salmon is like a huge it's like a soup it's like that's like a, a staple so salmon yeah. i could eat you know all the time that's like a typical summer summer spring dinner yeah. like salmon rice corn, you know, things like that. But um So
0: yeah, shout out to that um you gave me some salmon this past summer and I was able like, to yeah. share that with Christian, my brother who, who's big on fish. And fish isn't something that I'm a big fan of because again I remember going up going fishing and then I remember people gutting <laughs> the fish there and I was just You're like you know, I was had,
1: You're <laughs> like I had this goldfish it yeah. was my <laughs> only friend. <laughs> and
0: someone gutted it? You know?
1: <laughs> You know what's um, so it was so nasty? I saw this TikTok video of this guy. He had this fish and it died. And what he did is he gutted it and he seasoned it up and he fried it and he oh, ate it. No. I was like, oh. a goldfish? That's not even fair. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that doesn't even look good. I think it was a koi fish because it was a big, it was a big uh, old orange orange yeah. fish. And I'm like, Ugh. like I don't That's... know about that. <laughs> um,
0: well, and I gotta give some context too. Like growing up, so I I shared that I grew up in a seasonal migrant community which was we called it a labor camp right and so like we have subsidized housing and they look like apartment like little apartment Mm -hmm. complexes and so like when i talk about like that goat hanging it was hanging basically (laughs) in the courtyard of all these apartment complexes (laughs) and when i talk about i was literally getting off the bus like yeah then there was all those other little kids in the bus (laughs) staring at that goat
1: and like (laughs) <laughs> we, I don't know why that's so funny. Well,
0: and then I'm talking about, like, it was my dad and uncles and all these men that were, like, surrounding <laughs> this goat and, like, fixing it up. And so that's not something I was ever, um, mm-hmm. you know, brought up with because we... We weren't hunters. We weren't gatherers. We weren't living in you know, right. communities where they do that. And but it was normal that everybody that lived there, because they, you know, grew up with that probably like back mm-hmm. home. And so like I, I, I just remember like that.
1: And, <laughs> You're like when I had to go get meat, I just went to Winco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I> just... <laughs> Oh, no, we went to a Kearney City, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: like, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and well and then I I will say this, like big events like that where the men would gather and like, you know, the Mm -hmm. the women would do the same for like when we would make tamales and when i say we i meant my family because i wasn't doing it (laughs) but so the women would get together they'd fix the masa you know they'd fix the meat and it's little caldo and then they'd start to wrap with the corn husks Mm -hmm. and i remember that being pretty common too and even with the bigger events um just it would be a communal thing so it's a time for everybody catch up the cheese make gets good the tea gets good (laughs) the gossip Mm -hmm. this is where you find out. Have you heard? Yeah, Lupe's doing this. Have you heard? <laughs> you know, so and so's doing this. Did you hear? So and so's daughter is up to this now. And you know, oh yeah, mm-hmm. she was always a troublemaker. You know, you—that's yeah. where you'd hear all the good cheese <laughs> from all the aunties uh, getting together and. And it's
1: yeah. so funny. And since we're since we're talking about food from our cultures, do you have a favorite dish that is like your ultimate go to? Like I'll, I'll, I oh you could eat this every day or I yeah. you know, I want it a like you crave it a lot. Do you have a certain dish that's on, you know?
0: Yeah, so for me anything that my mom cooks is definitely a comfort food. Mm-hmm. It, I remember coming back from college. Um, and my mom would ask what I wanted, and so I, I would always, like, pick, you know, certain things, but my mom's mole and corundas, which are kind of a variation of maybe a tamal, um, have been probably something that i just absolutely love because she makes it with her rice her rice with anything is yeah you know it just it slaps as the kids say
1: it, it's really good yeah it's bussin <laughs> is that a word yeah that's a oh, that's a oh. that's a tiktok we're like oh it's bussin it's, oh okay it's, a, <laughs> it's slapping and smacking and, and <laughs> no i will say your mom's rice is my favorite like i have not had a rice that can't even compare. You know, I'm like, the rice is so good. Yeah. And I'm still low-key salty. That one time when I was driving to New Mexico and I was going to Caldwell, and you're like, oh, yeah, my mom will make you some rice. And then you forgot to tell her. I yeah. was all, dang, I was just looking for some rice, too. Yeah. Got your hopes like, up, didn't yeah. deliver. I know. I was like, dang, <laughs> let down again. Just kidding. Um, yeah,
0: but, and then, like, my grandma that lives here in the U.S. So I have a grandma that lives in the U.S., a grandma that lives in Mexico uh my grandma here makes so (laughs) growing up my grandma's just the best she'd babysit us um but she's known to serve like giant ass plates so it's like she's feeding three people (laughs) these plates (laughs) a whole family honestly and she'll give she'll but it's for one person when she serves so i remember like you know when you went to grandma's house to eat you gotta wear your sweats (laughs) because these pants ain't gonna fit after you put this food away and it was always like i was always up to the challenge like i I'm going to eat what grandma makes because the food's always good. But her enchiladas are just something that just do not compare. And these Mm -hmm. aren't, um, her enchiladas aren't the kind that people, like, well, usually there's, like, a protein and people wrap around it. No, 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 hers are, she makes her own salsa, they're dipped in the salsa, they're fried, Mm -hmm. um, and then they're, folds them in half, and then she'll lay out, like, five of them on a plate, and then she'll put the toppings on them. So Mm -hmm. I'm talking, like, lettuce or cabbage. I'm talking, like, uh, potatoes, carrots, Mm -hmm. um like a chicken or a, you know, steak. Like there's salsas, there's a couple salsas, there's a tomatoey salsa, there's a green tomatillo salsa, there's a spicy salsa, then there's also cotija cheese that is you know, crumbled all across the top of it. So it's just, yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I remember I got to actually try your grandma's enchiladas during your brother's wedding um weekend. Remember on the Sunday and they had oh, the big family dinner. Cause we
0: had California family come yeah, in and my and grandma it was, everybody. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was so good. I'm always like, man, I just always eat so good when I go visit your family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like another plate. Yes. <laughs> So, me another?
0: No. so those are definitely some of my favorite dishes and this is gonna sound crazy but my grandma in Mexico will make just the simplest things and it's nothing complex it's pretty simple so she'll make like refried beans and maybe like scrambled eggs in the morning and she'll make a molcajete salsa and then she'll make homemade tortillas and that's just it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and that in itself is just everything and i when i eat that from my grandma i always feel at home i always feel Mm -hmm. like love i always feel like so connected to my culture um
1: i don't know i don't know how to explain
0: it but it's just the simple little things that just you know like the comfort
1: yeah yeah Yeah, and i feel like there's nothing like homemade tortillas you know so like for the listeners um I have some southwest family that are Mescalero Apache, so I grew up eating a lot of different, like, southwest native food, too. And so, like, when my aunt would come visit, she would always make us these big old fluffy tortillas, like, all the time. Like, we'd have these big tortillas, and then she would make this other dish that was kind of um, a southwestern uh, tribal um, recipe. It was, like, like some steak or, like, ground beef and, like, Mm -hmm. some of the squash, like, the different... um, I think it's like a yellow one and like a green one. And she would put those in there and then she'd make her big old tortillas and she'd make green chili all the time. And so we'd always have these big old like mescalero style tortillas that are pretty big and they're real yeah. thick. And so, yeah, I feel like any type of home cooked meal made from like any family member especially is like always gonna be way better than going out to a restaurant or, you know. Yeah. I know for me, one of my favorite dishes is that just always reminds me of like, I guess it just kind of just takes me back to my childhood is like my grandma will make fry bread which is like a for the listeners who are listening, I don't understand what fry bread is. It's like a dough, um, and it's fried in grease and it, or oil. And it's yeah. like it's every tribe makes their different variations of fry bread. Um, I personally do like the Southwest fry bread, and and up here too. But my grandma's fry bread for me is like the go-to. I can't even eat no one else's fry bread in Lapway because I'm like, ugh, it does not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it doesn't compare. It's true. It's true. Though your family uh, members' food does not.
0: Co- nothing else compares. Yeah.
1: yeah. Although I will say my sister Loretta, she has like mastered my grandma's recipe. So whenever my sister Loretta makes fry bread or like uh, meat pies or anything, her, her dough and her bread tastes just like our grandma's. So it's i will eat Loretta's. that's the only thing she can um outcook me is fry bread <laughs> other than that i got that yeah. the best cook in the family award yeah. no oh
0: well, next time y'all make that let me know is i've been you know i kept i, yeah. I kept telling you i want to try the meat pies i
1: yeah like, we also there's also another thing in on the res they're called res dogs and it's not a real dog uh some tribes do <laughs> some tribes do eat dogs uh mine doesn't <laughs> but um so it's a hot dog and it's, it's It's fried in fry bread dough. So it's like, it's almost like a corn dog, but it's a a res dog. So we call them res dogs because it's fried in fry bread. And those are good. Uh, A meat pie is basically a fry bread with like taco filling in the middle. So it has like meat and cheese or beans or whatever you put in the middle and you fry that too with the fry bread dough around it. Mm -hmm. And that's good. And then we have the, you know, obviously the Indian taco, which is a fry bread with, like, meat, beans, cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, onions, whatever. For me, I only like mine with meat and cheese and beans. I don't do the extra lettuce and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I think Indian tacos. And that's another thing. There's, like, this big old, there's a, like, if you're in the Southwest, you do not say Indian taco. You're like, oh, I want a Navajo taco because the Navajos, um they are, they're like, we created it. But I don't know who created fried bread. All I know is that my grandma makes good fried bread. (laughs) And um, up here, we just call them Indian tacos. We don't call them Navajo tacos because we're not Navajo. so.
0: Yeah, no. And I remember the first time I tried an Indian taco. So I I remember, like, I just heard tacos. I'm like, I know my tacos. I'm like, what's an Indian taco? Is it the same, but... A little Indian-y? I don't know. How would that be? You're
1: like, it has curry. No. Yeah. You're like, what kind of Indian taco it. is, is it? it? Is it like pad thai? Or...
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but um, I remember
0: uh, we were in a student club and we were doing a fundraiser and you brought up the idea of, oh, let's do a Indian taco cell or something like that. And mm-hmm. remember we even reached out to one of the, it was a director at that time for the Native American Student Center and he was like, oh, that's our dish oh.
1: Yeah. I was like, oh, you own the copyright stingy tacos? Swerve. <laughs> I remember
0: feeling really, really weird about that because you you were our only member in the group that was native and you were mm. like you brought up the idea and you were excited to share and you're like, Oh yeah, my grandma and mom can come up and then we try to reach out to like the center and they were like, Um yeah, you guys should use your own space or find another yeah. space or something. That was yeah, that, that was center awkward.
1: director was straight up weird. You know, he was a weirdo and I will say that <laughs> full confidence. <laughs> weirdo <laughs> uh anyways I don't even remember his name <laughs> what else is going on yeah. what else what other food are we talking yeah. about but
0: the, what what I will say about that though is like anything with food related especially in our cultures it's a community thing so it brings mm-hmm. people together which is why that was weird. <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we'll just you know we'll just all agree that that person was weird so (laughs) yeah um yeah (laughs) that's so funny yeah i i you know to me it's also kind of it's it's like interesting because a lot of i mean obviously like way before you know colonization and stuff there was no borders so a lot of the southwest tribes you know were a part of like what's currently Mexico or, you know, and um, a lot of the food I noticed with like my family in Mescalero, it's like, it's really similar, you know, like they have like a lot of similar little, I mean, obviously a little bit different, but there's some similarities like they have, you know, different chilies, you know, they do red chili, green chili, they make pozole, they have tortillas, they have, you know, it's all kind of, but it's kind of just in a different, um, like a different style, I guess. Yeah. All right. But it's, well, you know, like when we went to Phoenix and we went to the fry bread house, remember the Southwest fruit, the South less native food there was i mean it's so good i always love to eat there anytime i'm in phoenix but it's just yeah it's like it's weird that there's like these similarities but it's not weird because like obviously we know before like you know the borders and stuff like this was all like you know Mm It was all, yeah. yeah, one land, one, you know.
0: I, I have to say, too, I was very surprised. Yes, when we went down to Phoenix um, and we got to the fry bread house, you know, the, the names of the foods are a little bit different. But when I ordered that, um, was it beef stew that I ordered and it had hominy in it? Oh, yeah. Um, And it tasted just like pozole, but it, didn't ha- it wasn't a red or a green pozole. It was like a mm-hmm. clear pozole, and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. And I remember ordering a tortilla, too, a flour tortilla, with butter and yeah it it like the kids say it slapped it was like so (laughs) good And I just yeah. wanted to order everything off of that, but right away, it brought me back to home. Like, honestly, just mm-hmm. eating the food, I was like, this tastes just like my family's food and, better, like, better but in a different way because it's not the exactly the same thing, yeah. but it's but it's different, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's, like, another thing I've always noticed, like, I know when, um, like, when when your mom would make, like, the different soups, like the beef stew, I, there's, like, a native version of that, but instead of beef, it's, like, with, like, you know, elk or it's with, like, buffalo. Oh but it's like the same like the same has like the corn or the you know the carrots and it's got like the really flavorful broth yeah i just it's crazy how there's so many similarities but also like like the little differences here and there but it's like i feel like there's a lot more similarities than there are differences between both like indigenous and like you know latino culture or just mexican culture yeah
0: let's let's talk a little bit about uh folks that have never tried our foods before. <laughs> Let's talk about like you know some helpful tips and tricks about ordering stuff. So I, I don't want to share this friend's name, but <laughs> not too long ago I cooked um, a green pozole and <laughs> I like my food spicy. So I put in um, a little extra like jalapeno and chile serranos in it. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, boy, it was spicy. I've never made a <laughs> soup that spicy before, but it was. And so I, I made it for friends and this particular friend you know doesn't eat a lot of like food with I, I would say like like that level of spiciness or maybe they have or maybe i'm just assuming but my friend had never eaten pozole before and um they ended up putting because um, we had tostadas with a crema and we put cotija cheese on them um mm-hmm. and that's something i learned from another family of ours or another family like family friends that we have that mm-hmm. they'll make pozole and then as a side to the pozole they'll They'll get tostadas, put crema on it, sprinkle cotija cheese, and eat it. And it's really good. So, I I mean, I I picked this up, and I I think it's delicious. And so we had some crema there, and my my friend grabbed crema and threw it into the green (laughs) pozole.
1: (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) And that's, for anyone listening that's never had pozole before, that's not something people usually do. So my friend mixed it up and there's all these little chunky crema pieces in the <laughs> and, you know, uh, uh. and those of us that obviously had eaten it before, we all looked and kind of teased and laughed a little. And um, I don't want to make my friend feel embarrassed. That's definitely not what I'm doing or trying to do. But it was just a funny little situation where like, it's okay if you don't know how to eat the food, you can always ask. Mm. And I don't think my friend was doing it just to do something new. It was just yeah. really <laughs> and my mind would have been like, yeah, if I put some of this in it too, maybe it wouldn't be oh, yes, as well. spicy. <laughs> but I got to say, it was, it was pretty spicy. Like, it was a spicy posoli batch. Um,
1: that's, so. <laughs> that's actually really funny. I uh, I remember hearing about that story. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember our other friend just laughed. when <laughs> you're, you're talking about it again. <laughs> yeah.
0: And um, the other thing I've noticed too is, like, uh, for my work, I've done events where we bring um, tamales, right? And I've had students I've never had tamales before bite into the corn husk without unwrapping <laughs> it first. <laughs> And again, we laugh because it's like we grow up and we know better. You obviously don't eat that part, but some students don't know, and it's okay. It's okay if you don't know. Um, yeah. What I do when I'm eating food that I've never had before is I use and like a host provides it. I usually wait to see what everybody does. <laughs> so, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, this is this is how I go about it. But yeah,
1: yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I I definitely um you know I I obviously I didn't grow up with like certain. Uh, foods in my life, so I, I, am sure I at one point was doing something that was like, what is, what is he doing? You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. but... <laughs>
0: and then one of the one of the things that i wanted to touch on too (laughs) is um like foods that i absolutely will not eat and like things that i do to try to get out of it so like growing up it's no secret that i wasn't very in touch with my culture so like you know that's something that i really did in college when i was starting to like like lean more into my identity and like once i started to make different friends but um so growing up i just wouldn't touch guaritos. And cuaritos are basically pickled um, pigskin for people that have never had them. And um, I'm just not a big fan of them. Daniel, I know that my family's made some and you've been over and you you were a fan. Yeah, I was.
1: They were very muy delicioso
0: (laughs) (laughs) and um, you know it's very traditional for like all these different body parts and animals to be eaten because if I remember correctly like you know when you don't have a lot of food and when you live in poverty you just have to make do with like the whole animal you can't let it go to waste Mm. and so I I don't know the history of where guaritos came from but they're a big staple in the Latinx community and so like particularly in Mexico is where I know like guaritos are eaten a lot in tostadas you put them on your enchiladas you you know, you, you they're added into a lot of the different dishes. And so we my family made tostadas that day and Daniel just happened to come along <laughs> and be a big fan of the creators. right?
1: Well, I remember too when I first had them, I didn't know what it was, so I was just like into eating, like, Oh, these are good, you know. And <laughs> and I remember when you told I think it was another friend of ours, he was like, You like you like those? And I'm like, Yeah, like, I don't know, like, what is it, you know? And then they told me, I was like, Oh, like, but I mean, it was still good. I just, I just, I, I feel like now that I know what it is, I might be like, Uh, I might hesitate a little, or I had to probably like whip it up with some wicked salsa on it, you know, to kind of get the, <laughs> the metabolic. Matul-
0: block out of yeah. like yeah. that's oh. also
1: funny because like i have a story once so there was a time in my life when i um you know had a little love situation with a, uh, with a little, uh, you know, Mexican girl, and, um, and I remember one time going to eat and, like, being around her family, and I just thought I was eating tacos, like, I remember her mom was like, oh, yeah, here, you know, I dissed you out, whatever, and I was like, oh, thanks, and I just remember eating, like, a whole bunch, I was like, man, this is so good, and then I walked around into the kitchen, and I remember I seen, like, a whole cow head in the- (laughs) (laughs) in the thing and I was like oh oh and then I remember I asked her I was like what kind of meat was I eating and she was like I didn't want to tell you because I knew you wouldn't eat them I'm like uh, but I mean, it was good. I just didn't yeah. know. I just didn't know. I'm like, uh, natives, we don't really eat. I mean, we do try to get rid of the whole baba. I don't know about no head. You know, I don't eat an elk so you had, head. You
0: had tacos de cabeza is what you
1: had. I, yeah, it was, something, it was something. There was a big old cow's head. I just remember yeah. seeing that and I was like... I mean, it was still good, and I probably would eat it again if I just, yeah. you know, if I was dished out and just didn't ask, you know. But that I just remember that. I was like, and I remember her mom was like, oh, yeah, you really like those, you know. And this is also a time before I really didn't really understand a lot of Spanish yet. Yeah. So, I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, sure. You know, dish no. me <laughs> and, <laughs> no, then I, and then, yeah, I remember that later that night. I was like, what the heck? Like, you didn't tell me. She was like, "Why well, I didn't want it, like. I, I knew you wouldn't eat it if I told yeah, you what right, it was. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, it's still good. But <laughs> give me a heads up next yeah. time. <laughs> And I'm, it's safe to say that now, you know, I'm single, so that didn't last very long. So <laughs> but it wasn't, no, but it wasn't because like, of the food. No, it wasn't because of the food. It wasn't of like, that. <laughs> it just, okay. It's just, thought, you know, it's just because, you know, I just was a simp and I got my heart broke. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, that's,
0: that's funny you say that because even now, like, so <laughs> what I was getting at was when I was growing up, I had a lot of non-Latino friends and I would go over to their families' houses and, you know, America food that was something that I also enjoyed so I was like oh man I never get mashed potatoes at home or I never get <laughs> you know like foods like that that we would call American food weren't things that I usually ate at home so I remember when I got to college and I finally had all these Latino friends and you know I know I'm a picky eater I know I don't eat no menudo I know I don't eat no chivo a uh, goat um one of our friends invited us over for um Christmas it was his It was his birthday, too. And he invited us all over for his birthday around the Christmas time. And in my head, I was like, and I said, yes. And we were going we to go over with a bunch of other friends. And literally in my head, I really was like mentally preparing. Like I was like, it was kind of like like double dutch. Like I was just kind of like, you know, mentally preparing to jump in. And I was like, if they have chivo, I'm just going to have to suck it up and have a taco because I can't be rude. Or like, you know, I was just like, yeah. I if it's like seafood, anything, I'm probably not going to eat it. So I'm going to suck it up and just eat the juice. Um, and then in my head, I even said, oh, what if you just say you already ate and like that way you don't have to eat But um, it just ended up being, like, really, like, three versions of, of mole or something, like, a green mm-hmm. or a brown. And um, it was really, really delicious. And so, <laughs> like, that was kind of just teaching me, too, to just be a little bit more open, be a little a little bit more chill. Like, yeah, don't knock something down before you, like, try it. And so I've been trying to be right. better about it, but I do know what I like. I do know what I don't like. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm still walking that line, though. Like, you know.
1: Yeah. And I think, too, one thing I hope, People that are listening that maybe aren't familiar with different cultures and different foods from certain cultures, uh, don't be like, ew, that's steak. Or, you know, don't be like that because that's like, this is something that, you know, our people have like, you know, ate our whole lives. And like, you see right. some people be like, I've seen different things where people like get grossed out with like different, you know, different things that might not be normal to them. And, and it's, it's always so weird to me when someone says, ew, that's gross. And I'm like, uh, first of all, like, <laughs> My culture's That's rude. Not, yeah, I'm like, first of all, my culture is not gross. Just kidding. You. But, like, there's things where people say, that I'm like, like, okay, well, you know what? You're mashed potatoes and... Um, <laughs> your mashed potatoes and your mustard and your ketchup. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> Same. So like growing up, sometimes I'd be embarrassed to say like what my family ate. And that was just my own like, you know, ethnocentrism that was, that was taking into play. But mm-hmm. what I will say is like, I'm very proud of our food. I'm very proud yeah. of like every of the dishes, even if I don't eat them, like people still love them and they're good. Mm-hmm. And when people say ill or gross, it's like, okay, but you eat Cheese out of a can.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's like like, uh you buy chili from a can. Like you don't even cook the beans, you know? Or the you 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 say where your
0: food came from? Like you know what I mean? I'm like you say
1: you, but you eat sauerkraut, you know. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. No, hopefully, it, you know, like I said, we just, you know, we like to have I'll, good I'll stuff
0: have fun and, and right. Obviously, we obviously have- I love ketchup, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that's a good transition into our brown sound shady
1: questions of the week you ready for the brown side of shady questions Shady, shady questions shape right. questions
0: as our as our regular viewers know or listeners as our regular <laughs> listeners know this is how the game is played we will ask three questions you get to skip one but you have to answer two Ooh. okay let's go first question is would you be okay with dating someone that is currently dating someone else? Oh, geez. would you rather <laughs> pour your heart out to an ex or DM a friend's ex? So that's oh. one question. Or question three: Would you rather date a friend's ex or a sibling's ex? Woo! So there's a lot of would you rather's, and these are kind of hard.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> well, one. So the first one: Would you? date someone knowing they're in a relationship. Right. Um, I wouldn't date someone knowing, but have I? On accident, yes. (laughs) (laughs) On accident? I didn't know until after they're like, because at the time they were like, oh yeah, no, I'm single. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then, but then come to find out they weren't. So I don't condone that kind of, I don't condone side, side, uh, you know. Relationships. (laughs) Yeah. Side, side dish, uh, behavior. It just, sometimes it happens. Um, so, uh. Uh, answer that one. And then the other one was what would you pour out uh Yeah, so would you uh, rather
0: this is a two part question. One would you rather pour your heart out to an ex or DM a friend's ex? If you which one would you do? And then the last question is would you rather date a friend's ex or a sibling's ex? Are you gonna answer Mm -hmm. one or answer both?
1: Um maybe I'll just go with all three. These ones aren't that that hard. Okay. Um so I guess would I rather send a ex a heartfelt message or a friend's ex I wouldn't mind sending an ex of mine a heartfelt message because I feel like they already know you know so I yeah. wouldn't mind that and I'd be like oh my bad I was you know under the influence just kidding <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean that No. <laughs> oh and would I date a friend's ex or a sibling well one the sibling one crosses out because they're all sisters and um yeah. so I think you have to imagine you had a brother Okay so what I date my brother's ex-girlfriend <laughs> uh probably not um a friend's ex I haven't uh dated a friend's ex before but i have had a friend who's dated my ex <laughs> and did like that? <laughs> i didn't i didn't care because it was young and dumb so i was like it is what it is you know living in idaho the dating pool is like pulling out a recycling bin you know so you're just like constantly like oh my god oh my god oh my god you know so it, it is what it is so yeah those those are my answers
0: <laughs> all right so i am gonna skip um well, let me let me go through them so i would you be okay with dating someone that is currently dating someone else so i took this as like a poly situation
1: where you're dating mm. like
0: multiple people not in a cheating way yeah. um
1: and I forgot you're from southern idaho that's a thing down there <laughs> <laughs> no, um
0: no but i i do know people in polyamorous relationships and it works out mm. for them i hmm. never thought about it so would you be okay with dating someone else that's currently dating someone else um maybe i guess if we talked about it but i'm it's it wouldn't be my first choice i guess i don't know i don't know interesting i I don't i don't want to say never i think that's being really closed-minded so i i don't know and then would you rather pour your heart out to an ex or dm a friend's ex yeah i think just the pouring heart out to an ex wouldn't be awkward you could always backtrack you're right yeah, that wouldn't yeah. be awkward. I don't think that would be too awkward. And then, would you rather date a friend's ex or a sibling's ex? Yeah, there's no way I would date any sibling's ex. So, <laughs> if I had to, I would. But a, a friend, I would date a friend's ex. But I would. N- that's something I can say I would never do. <laughs> I will be close-minded about that. Um, I don't think that's okay. Uh, I, don't know. I guess the other question is, have you? No, I'm just kidding. I, yeah. <laughs> That's not part of the question. So yeah. I'm not answering that. <laughs> Next. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that leads up to our business shout-out of the week. And since we were talking about food, my business shout-out goes to Hogsback Deli and Ice Cream. They are located in Kamyat, Idaho. Hogsback Deli and Ice Cream is a small town shop that offers daily lunch specials, sandwiches, salads, soups, ice cream, milkshakes, and and different souvenirs. And it's also Nimi Pu owned. So shout out to uh, Adam Porter and his wife Angie. They are the owners of Hogsback Deli and Ice Cream. And it's here in Canada. So if you're ever in the area, stop by. They do Indian Taco Tuesdays. And he's also another uh, fry bread person that I will eat their fry bread because it's really good. So <laughs> shout out to Hogsback Deli and Ice Cream.
0: Yes, and for me, I would like to give uh, today's Latinx Business Spotlight to Let's Create with Lisa. Lisa Soto is... a family friend so she is cousins with my sister-in-law but she has her own um business so it's a small business let's create with lisa that does custom cups and party decor she is so creative with her work and you can follow her on instagram at let's create with lisa um, that's l-i-s-a and she also has an etsy shop so etsy.com shop slash let's create with lisa but really really talented really beautiful quality products um um, and she does amazing work, and is part of the Caldwell community. And she does ship or provide local work. So let's create with Lisa. Let's make sure to support. Let's buy with Lisa. How about that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's cool. Well, awesome, chicas. This is another episode. We're getting, we're getting there, you know. Also, shout out to all the countries that have downloaded uh, Brown Sound in their in their respected countries. You know, we had a whole list of like, you know, um, the U.S mexico brazil sweden uh, malaysia australia the uk um yes puerto rico
0: uh, Puerto Rico, shout out to Keanu because we're
1: India. Yeah, we had quite a few, and also shout out to Boise and Seattle that has like our top cities that were listening. So, shout yes. out to Boise and shout out to Seattle.
0: Yes, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a blast. We'll be here yes.
1: next week. Yes, cut yeah, yeah. We close. Not Adios.
0: Disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only. Cut
1: CIL for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We had a blast
0: with you all today. Make sure to tune in
1: next time. To follow us more closely, check us out on Instagram
0: at the Brown Podcast. For partnership opportunities or to get a hold of us, email us at brownsoundpodcast208 at gmail.com.